Yo, yo, what up? You are listening to the NBA Big Board Podcast. This is your host, Rafael Barlow, and I have a special guest for you today. I think he is one of the most slept on prospects in this draft. Find out who I'm talking about next on the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. All right, yo, shout out to each and every person that has made the NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. And in today's episode, I have one of my favorite prospects. And I'm not saying it just because he's here. I mean, the proof is on old podcasts. And it all started against my Huskers. And I spoke to him briefly at the Combine. Darion Sebron from NC State. Thanks again for, for coming on, man. How's everything going for you? Um, everything been going going good, you know. It's a it's a long process, but you know I'm just trying to enjoy, it, you know, take all the information in, you know, meet a lot of new people. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the process. I bet, man. Like, all right, so I have so many questions. This time last year, you know, nobody really had you as someone that was a projected, you know, a guy that could possibly go first round or, or whatever. You average what was it like five points a game? Yeah, something like that. So you you literally come out of nowhere. And I feel like I was kind of early to the Darion Sebron party, but <laughs> I wasn't aware of you until you had like, to me, the most impressive game of the entire college basketball season. I, I know the numbers were a little bit inflated because the game went into multiple overtimes, but yeah. what was it like 39 points and 18 39. rebounds? 39, 19 rebounds. 19 Ooh. rebounds. So, all right. So I'm from Nebraska, right? So I'm, naturally a Husker fan so I'm looking at the box score and I see 39 and 19 so I'm thinking like all right this must be Shaq right you know what I'm saying I'm thinking these are some Shaquille O'Neal type numbers so I go pull up the film and I just see like this slim dude that's rebounding in traffic turning rebounds in the personal fast breaks just relentlessly attacking the rim and I was like I'm I'm gonna follow this this guy the rest of the year so I did some podcasts but I want to say Man, it was probably back in like November and I started kind of talking about you. So my question to you is, I, I talked about it briefly at the combine, is where did you get your game from? I can't put you in a box in a position. You just a ball player. And so I can usually tell when guys grew up playing with trainers and dudes that just been hooping. Yeah. So like where like where's the rec center? Like who put the ball in your hand? Where did you get this unique style from? Uh, really, like you said, just the rec center. My mom used to get off work at like six. So we got out of school around like, I want to say middle school, we got out like 245. So I just go to the rec until from that point all the way to when my mom got out of work, you know, she'll pick us up from the rec center. But I just hoop like even in the beginning, I just hoop in my school uniform and some, and some regular shoes. Like it didn't really matter. I just be up there the whole day just hooping. So like, even though I, I know that you are just a ball player, what is your natural position do you feel like you can just play anywhere or do you feel more comfortable at, at the one I know I imagine some people probably think you are four <laughs> because of the way you <laughs> rebound like what is in your opinion what is your your best position uh like you said I don't really think I got a like one particular position but like I, I, I think I play I think me the most effective is having the ball in my hand I agree. I, it, but what's crazy is you can go get the ball, right? Yeah. Like you can turn a rebound. I mean, you average eight rebounds a game. Now, now, how much did you weigh in at the combine? 
Uh, I want to say like 183 or something like that. 183. So was it, how tall were you without shoes? Well, actually, you know what? How tall were you with shoes? I don't even care about the without shoes height. Cause I'm like, that, that's so weird to me. I was arguing with someone last week and you yeah. know about like heights and i'm like well why we put without shoes they hooping in shoes so, yeah. <laughs> no point so six six one eighty three average eight rebounds per game you were ranked in the top 100 in all of college basketball and rebounds then you also chipped in three assists and at the combine one of the things that i really liked for you was and it was unfortunate because i think montero was your point guard john montero okay. yeah. and then he got poked in the eye so the next day the show was yours. You got a chance to, to, uh, you know, to run the offense. And so I had mentioned it in a previous podcast and you may remember this, but I'm sitting there at the combine, I'm front row and it's a whole team. Their whole scouting staff is, is by me. And you had blew by somebody for like the third or fourth time. And the coach on the other side is like, stay in front of him. And the coaches or the staff from this team looked at each other and it was like, you can't. Like, oh, yeah. I remember you telling me that to come <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I, I was glad that you had the opportunity to really get a chance to show that you can handle the ball because with your speed, you don't even really need a pick. You can just beat the guy just on straight line drives. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this whole draft process for you. How many teams have you worked out for? Um, Eleven. Eleven teams. So has there I mean, you don't have to name the teams. Has there been any teams that like put you through like some crazy workout that you felt like it's not even basketball related? <laughs> nah, not out of the ones that I had so far, but I definitely heard there's a couple out there that were like, have you doing stuff that's not related to basketball? Yeah, that's what I heard. So I was hoping to get a crazy story. Like when you're working out with these teams, like, do you feel like they've really done their research on you and, and fully know who you are? Or do you feel like some teams... Haven't. And the reason I'm asking is because I knew someone last year that went through the process and he was a, a guy that kind of was positionless. And mm -hmm. sometimes he'd be in a workout with five. Sometimes he'd be in a workout with guards. Yeah. And he felt like he couldn't. He just felt like sometimes he was just in some really bad matchups because he I think he said one time he had to work out with Luca Garza, had to guard him. And, and the kid is only like one hundred and ninety pounds. And so have have you had any of those situations where you feel like a team didn't really do their full homework on you? Uh, I wouldn't say like they didn't do their full homework, but I feel like throughout the workout, if I work out with a team, I feel like I, I surprised them in like a lot of areas in my game or like things they didn't know that I could do well. So what, what would be one of the areas that you surprised the team with? Cause you know, like watching your film and I've studied it extensively. I mean, you rebound, you hustle, you can pass, and then you can get to the rack when when you want. Was there something that you you have in your in your bag, but that you didn't really get a chance to show during the season? Um, a lot of teams be surprised with like the way I could pass the ball. Like they seen it a little bit, you know, but with the way our offense ran, it's like a couple of reads that I couldn't make in like during the season that I've been making in, you know, like the workouts. And then I say another thing is like how everybody like questioned my shooting ability, you know, like almost at every workout at the, towards, they either do it towards the end or in the beginning, you'll shoot like a hundred shots or probably like one-on-one, -on -one. like they'll call it whatever their team name and then just put one-on-one -on -one behind it. Okay. Then I'll probably have a good amount of mates and they'd be like, oh yeah, I didn't know you could shoot the ball that well. And I, I you know, I've read all the scouting reports from you. And one of the things that's consistent is they say, you need to improve as a shooter, but most people will say the shot isn't broken. Yeah, like the shot was, can easily be fixed so this is just my assumption 
Has it been one of those things where you've been able to get to the rack so easy that you haven't really had to develop a reliable jumper? Yeah, that's especially like I want to say from my junior year of high school, like up until now, like like you say, I was I I was able to get to the paint at will. So like I never like I felt like if I was to take jumpers sometime, I feel like I'd be bailing them out. Yeah, yeah like, or like bailing defense out. So I just felt like I would be the best shot for me to like try to get to the room, you know, either finish or draw a foul or like make an open pass to one of my teammates. See, I feel like I've been spot on with, with all of my assumptions. All right. When we return, I'll get to, I have so many more questions, but I want to talk to the audience about, about prize picks. And if you're looking for daily fantasy options, check out prize picks. You must check out the award-winning app. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players and the over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times any entry. And it is just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that simple. Prize picks is safe and it offers fast withdrawal. So use the award winning app on the App Store and Google Play. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of from point score to rebounds and steals. And it also allows mixed sport entries. So users can take the over on, let's say, LeBron on the under on Patrick Mahomes. And Prize Picks doesn't just offer NBA, they have options for college basketball, college football, NFL, Major League Baseball, soccer. MMA and more. And now for a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to our locked on fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA. $50 free if any player in your prize picks entry scores a single point. All right, now I want to talk to you about the ultimate NBA mock draft. It starts on June 16th, and with over 50 insiders, nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. Nobody does it like Locked On and the Locked On NBA Big Board Draft experts, including myself, plus the Odyssey insiders will be, I mean, we're, we're doing this draft. It's, it's going to be fun, especially for guys that want to see. It's kind of like fantasy basketball in a sense with the, with the Locked On staff. The first pick is June 16th. Search the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you do not miss a pick. All right, once again, it's Rafael Barlow, Director of Scouting for NBA Big Boy Guy, Darion Sebron. And we're just kind of talking about his, his draft process. So you, you mentioned that teams are kind of shocked at, at your ability to shoot the ball and also some of the reads that that you are making so in, in your workouts are you doing a lot of two-on-two two? is it three-on-three three? or have you had a chance to like really get up and down the floor um most of them is like they either probably start you off with one-on-one -on -one and then get into threes you know they'll give you a couple actions how to like what to play out of or what coverages to do on defense and then you'll probably get shots of it towards the end but yeah they definitely let you get up and down we'll play three-on-three full court and actually, today was like one of the first workouts I played one on one full court. So yeah, you get up. And oh down. yeah, yeah. See, all right. So one of my bucket lists was I wanted to go to the combine, and I knocked that off this year. I wanted to go to like some pro days. Did a lot of that at the combine, but now I want to go to like one of these NBA team workouts, and I want to see the one on one stuff. I want to see like, yeah. especially like I mean, I think it's unfair. To uh, to have you in a one on one full court workout, I mean that like plays to your strengths. And so one of yeah. the things I always ask people 
and it even it even agents. And this is something that the fans may not even really know about the cat and mouse, the chess game that goes on behind the workouts, right? So if I'm an agent, right, and I hear Team X does one-on-one full-court workouts, I'm pulling my guy out of that workout if I see your name on the list. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just not going to be beneficial to him, especially yeah. if he's someone that, let's say, his reputation is to be a, a good defender. Well, even if you're a good defender, in one-on-one, there's no help defense. And a great it's defender... You. <laughs> Yeah, I can't stop a, a great offensive player. And so, I'm, I mean, I've seen it from the flip side. Like I had a friend tell me that he was, this was years ago, he said he was in a workout and he was more so of a scorer, but he said he was in a workout with this freak athlete and the dude was touching the square, windmilling, and then he gets up there. He's like, he got the rim grazer dunks and he was like, <laughs> it didn't really look good. All right, so I want to talk about the jump that you made from your freshman to sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Your numbers tripled. Was it something that you, you did over the summer? In, in your opinion, what was the main reason for the huge, the huge jump? Um, to be honest, the, <laughs> the main reason was really just, you know, the, the opportunity to be yeah. being, being on the floor more, you know, just getting comfortable, you know, like coming from high school to college, it was an adjustment for the game speed and, you know, the physicality and everything like that. But I felt like my freshman year, I didn't, you know, get a, a good amount a playing time for me to like showcase what I could do. So I feel like this past year with me playing, I could just like show people what I was capable of doing. And that's one of the things that actually kind of scares me about this whole process. Like there's somebody somewhere that's not getting the opportunity, right? And they they may be an NBA prospect or they're in the wrong fit and they're not getting the, the opportunity. And so, you know, for you, it's like the opportunity turns you from a five point per game score to a legitimate NBA prospect. What was the game this year, or maybe you knew before the season that you realized like, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to the league. I'm, I'm ready for it. Or is it something that you knew all along? Nah, it was like, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> after, after we played Duke, mm-hmm. like we had lost and everything, but like one of my close friends, he had sent me a link to coach K interview. And then, you know, like he was talking about the game. And then I see him say, like, C. Barn is a pro. And I was like, oh, like, that's when they really hit me. When I just hearing it from other coaches, and especially like a coach like him. So was it the first game or the second game? Yeah, we, no, we only played Duke one time. We only played once. Okay. Yeah. Like, during the year, I heard it from, you know, multiple head coaches. Like, even after the game, during, you know, like, handshake lines. Like, they'll tell me, I'd be like, yeah, go get your money this year and stuff like that. But hearing it from Coach K, like, solidified it for me yeah because that game you were seven for 17 but you had 16 points 10 rebounds and what's funny is on paper that wasn't one of your your better games but yeah. you you showed enough outside of nebraska what, what was your best game uh, i'd probably say florida state the first time at like first, florida state at our place oh yeah 12 or 14 yeah <laughs> <laughs> how many jumpers did you hit that game uh, i hit one and and then okay you were oh one of two from three right yeah and then was what was it I, I missed a couple of free throws that game too so I probably had more than thirty two so where does this and I it probably goes back to my first question like this this drive comes from where you just know like you can just get to the rack and you're not afraid I think man I had the stats in my head I think at one point this year. 70 no was it is it 79 or 80 percent of your shots were at the rim 
Oh, yeah, it probably was. I think I remember seeing people say that on Twitter. Like, how 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 are you getting to the rack when the your name is first on the scouting report and teams know exactly what you're looking to do? Like, explain that to me. Uh, I don't know. I, I really feel like it's because, like, my size and then with me having that and then speed, I feel like even when people know I'm going to get there, like, I can still get to the room anytime I want. All right, so here's a question for you. How do you think you will look with NBA spacing? Because college basketball, the lane is congested. A lot of times you're, you're in the floor with bigs that don't space the floor, traditional bigs. I know everybody's been standard about Jaden Ivey, how good he's going to look when he gets in the NBA because he played with, you know, the two, two traditional bigs that didn't really space the floor. But yeah. I feel like your name should be mentioned in that same category because you're, I mean, you're, percentage of points at the rim were even higher than his. So how do you think you'll look with NBA spacing? Um, I think I'll definitely flourish more in the NBA than I did in college. Well, like you said, especially like the scout reports against me, like every team we played was trying to like pat the paint, make sure I didn't get as many paint touches. And then, like you said, I was still able to get there. So I feel like with the lead spacing, it's going to be even crazier. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. In, in your opinion, why do you feel you're, you're still a little underrated? Is it because... Do you think if you came into college with a, with a bigger name, it would have helped you out a little bit? Or do you think people just weren't paying attention to NC State? Because I can say the same thing about your, your teammate, Tocravion. Like, yeah. I, I thought he was a first-round pick. But I think I was one of the first people, and this was late in the year, that had posted him as, like, a potential first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And people never even heard of him. Yeah. It so was it's like you, like – I mean, we wasn't winning no games, so we wasn't really getting that attention. And then I feel like a lot of people, like, even looked at me and T stats on, like, I don't know, just because we we losing. Like, we getting ours, but we're losing. So they're probably thinking that the ways we're getting it or the way we play wasn't effective in the games. I, I can see that. But even then, at the end of the day, it's still the ACC. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are playing. That was another team. thing. I feel like people were downplaying the ACC this year, saying, like, we didn't have a good year, but it was like three teams that made it to like the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 or something like that from our conference. So. Yeah, you had, I mean, plenty of NBA, NBA draft picks. All right, one more segment to go, but I want to talk to the audience about BetOnline, and that's because BetOnline is the number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, NHL hockey, Conference finals, Major League Baseball, of course, fighting news from MMA to UFC to boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use the mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online is where the game starts. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow with Darion Sebron. Last segment. All right, what is, has been the biggest surprise for you during this NBA draft process? Biggest surprise. I mean, I really haven't had any surprises. Like, I've been everything I really expected it to be, or like I heard of it to be. So, I'd probably say, I don't know, just how quick the turnarounds be, like from workout to workout. That was like surprising. Like, you don't really get, like, you'll be lucky to get one or two days off in between workouts. Yeah, I've heard that also. So, I mean, I appreciate you coming on. on, on. Did you have a workout today? 
Yeah, I did. Okay. All right. So, so I appreciate you even coming on during, during the workout. Now, have you had to do like some crazy travel? Like, I think one of the strategic things like an agent does and shout out to your agent, Austin Walton for, for setting this up. But I think one of the things that the audience probably doesn't realize is how strategic an agent has to be with scheduling the workouts, because you don't want to go from the Clippers workout on Monday to Boston on Tuesday and then somewhere else on Wednesday, because obviously there's some jet lag. And even though you're young and in phenomenal shape, you know, you still want to be at your best for, for each workout. So have you had any like crazy travel delays or anything like that? Nah, see, Austin definitely did, like, he did his thing with, like, setting up the workouts because when I did have those workouts on the West Coast, I was just on that side for a whole week. Like, I did three workouts over there with um Golden State, Sacramento, and the Clippers. But it definitely has been, like, a couple people talk about it, like, doing a workout, saying, like, they got to fly off from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. And, like, it was just, like you said, the agent wasn't, like, really doing their, I mean the best they could have did to make sure that they're not having like no crazy travel issues. Yeah. That's so much stuff goes on behind the scenes that I, I don't think people are aware of because you, you, you can read articles and I'll never post it. Like people have told me oh, such and such had a terrible workout and I, I'll never really post that or, or talk about it because it could be out of context. It could be another player that's, you know, just <laughs> wanting to, make himself look good or it could just be a situation where the guy went from you know Miami to Portland which is probably as far as you can go and and and, but it can on one hand your your agent is supposed to try to make sure the logistics work out but then on the other hand I could see if Miami only has this day available and you were in Portland the day before then you got to try to figure out a way to make it work now as far as like um some of the players that you're going to get up against, are you working out with other wings? Are you, are you working out with point guards? Um, I think I only had probably like two or three workouts where it had been um, me, another wing, two like smaller guards and then two bids. But other than that, a lot of my workouts have been like everybody like playing the same position. Okay. Like big guards or like wings and stuff like that. What has been like the the best feedback you've heard from teams? Um, like what team or like what were they saying like in particular? Yeah, you know, like the the best compliment you heard about about your game. Maybe like you mentioned earlier, team said they were shocked that you didn't know or they didn't know that you shot the ball as well as you did. Uh, best compliment I probably heard was, you know, because like, I don't talk to them. I just get feedback from from Austin. So, okay. Yeah. Um, that was probably the best feedback. Oh, just a team telling me how if I keep doing like playing how I'm playing and I like how I did they work out that I wouldn't be on the board by the time they draw by by the time they'll pick. Okay. So I can probably figure it out and do the math and say, okay, this is a team that doesn't have multiple picks. Yeah. <laughs> so has it uh like was there like a wow moment like when you walked into a facility, like for example, I remember the first time I went to the Bulls facility and I seen like the banners up. I'm like, man, Michael Jordan used, used to, I don't think he worked out there, but you know, just seeing Michael Jordan's banners, has there, has there been any like wow moments when you walk into a facility and seeing like. Yeah, I definitely just had one, uh, I want to say like two weeks ago when I was working out with Golden State. Like it was okay. like two or three days before, um, before the first game or the finals. And like we walking in and then like the team in there working out, 
And then I see Steph and like he come over there and say what's up to us, and you know, like dap us up and everything like that. That's when I was like, yeah, it's it's, it's real now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now, has it hit you that we are about what eight, nine days away, ten days away, give or take a few days away from the NBA draft? Has it hit you like my life can change in in two weeks? No, nah, it ain't really hit me yet. Just because I've been like locked in on these workouts and everything like that. But I definitely behind people, you know, like that I'm close to it, like in my inner circle, just text my phone and like hit me up, like yeah, we such and such days away. But yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I imagine it's an amazing thing because I, I feel like even for myself, you know, I have these goals that I want to reach, and but there's no date on it. You know, like I was telling one of my yeah. friends that he played in the NBA, I said, at least with your, with your goal, you knew like, all right, this is the date where things are going to change. And it's, it, it's coming up fast. And yeah. so I guess probably it, it makes it a little bit easier that you've had so many workouts that you haven't really had time to, to, to sit back and think about it. Think about it, yeah. I know one of my fits for you that I think would be a a pretty cool fit was, I mean, I think the Warriors would be good, but you know what my favorite fit is? You don't even have to go deep into it, but my favorite personal fit is Toronto. And the reason why I think Toronto is a good fit because Nick Nurse has this knack for just putting guys in the right spots and maximizing their potential. I look at Scotty Barnes and I don't want to say I wasn't high on Scotty Barnes, but and, I mean, you probably played against him. And when I saw him at Florida State, I saw a guy that wasn't aggressive. He came off the bench. I mean, I knew he could run the point. I knew he could defend multiple positions. But Nick Nurse got the best out of him. He, yeah, he yeah. let him play with the ball in his hands. And Scotty was aggressive. So you look at Toronto's roster, they have a bunch of long, athletic guys that just, they just hoop. And so I would love to see you in. Toronto they pick 33rd you know in, in your situation hopefully you're not off the board or yeah, hopefully you're gone by then but it, then again also like sometimes I don't think it matters where you go as far as number Not it's about best fit and situation because I've seen guys that I was high on they end up getting drafted high and they go to a team where they're just stuck in the corner and they yeah. don't really get a chance to you know just to maximize their their gifts but for me Toronto is my ideal, ideal fit. And I, I would love to see you in that situation because I think they can make the, the most of it. Well, man, I, I appreciate you taking your, you know, your time. I know it's super busy. Had a workout today. I appreciate you coming on the show. So once again, shout out to each and every person that has made the NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. I know I appreciate it. Hopefully I can continue to have more great content like this. But I want you to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. They've been covering the NBA playoffs from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament all the way into the NBA Finals. We are possibly one more game away, and this NBA season is over. And then it is draft time and free agency. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow with my guest, Darion Sebron. Once again, shout out to him for coming on the show during this busy schedule. And we are out.